0: Possibly good afternoon. This is the Professor Jones and the Diggs podcast. My name is Dave Jones. My name is Danny Jones. I'm the Diggs. That's the Diggs. I'm the Professor. And this is a special week because we are joined by our sister, Katie Backer. Welcome, Katie.
1: Thanks, guys. So, <laughs> everybody.
0: <laughs> Katie uh, has been brought in because this is the reason I just did my uh, Winston Churchill impression, which was not that impressive. Um, it was oh, pretty good. Thanks, man. Really appreciate okay. that. Um, but we are doing the movie Dunkirk this week, and uh, we have all been anticipating this film quite a bit. I think I remember seeing this trailer come out sometime last summer, and uh, it's been probably the most anticipated film other than Star Wars. So I've uh, been looking forward to this one for a long time. And Katie has taught world history um, for the last four years. Four? Five. Five, five years. years. So she's gone over Dunkirk a couple of times, um, so we brought her in as our resident history expert. So there you go. But to start off the episode, we're going to let Danny get kickstarted here with his burning desire. <laughs> Hit it up, baby. You got it. All right, uh, something I've been, uh, I guess, thinking about with Comic-Con going on this last weekend, we got a lot of amazing trailers, um, and the, the two most notable ones for me were... Stranger Things Season 2, uh, just dropped a new trailer, which I thought was incredible, and uh, Ready Player One, Ernest Cline's Ready Player One, directed by Steven Spielberg. We got our first real look at that, and so uh, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on those, if both of you have seen those trailers, um, and uh, just kind of get your thoughts on, on those, two, those two things. So. Cool. Katie, did you watch either of those
2: trailers?
1: Okay, guys, I'm a new parent. So <laughs> <laughs> I long for the days of watching trailers. Um, but no, I'm really excited for both, but I did not watch either trailer. Perfect. No,
0: well, the, both of them are really good. Um, Katie would have loved the, uh, the um, Stranger Things trailer because oh, yeah. it uses thriller, and it's so tight. It's like, so great. That. It's so sick the way they use that song and bring, I don't know, it's, it's an incredible trailer, but either way, I am no. very excited for let's Stranger just, Things. Let's just talk about Stranger Things for a second, just because that first season, I know me and you, Katie, yeah. um, and Kyle, which is her husband, um, we sat down in your basement, we were just going to watch one or two episodes, yeah. and we ended up binge-watching, I think, almost the entire series. Yeah, I think I just watched the last episode, but yeah, in one day.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what a creative and unique thing that show yeah. is uh, just out of nowhere
1: yeah that one was crazy the kids at first were kind of creepy and then by the end you just <laughs> love them <laughs> they're so darn yeah. cute <laughs> yeah we were making
0: fun of them at the beginning we're like i mean sorry we were making fun of the kid with the lisp
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh i'm they're a terrible so person but... <laughs> yeah they're endearing by the end and i still have nightmares so cute. about the monster i mean it's just amazing
0: yeah. It's so funny that you guys thought that the kids were creepy at the beginning, because I, I immediately thought, wow, that's a lot what I was like.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I love Stranger Things. I think that it has that awesome 80s feel to it that pays homage to like all the awesome movies that I love, you know, like E.T. or The Goonies yeah. and, or any of those movies. But it also does it in kind of a new and fresh way. It has a modern perspective on a decade, mm-hmm. while incorporating like horror movies and sci-fi movies of you know of the 80s and like early 90s into it so i love Stranger things i think it's an incredible show it's a great idea i can't remember the name of the two brothers um that came up with it but uh they're they're awesome guys i watched a couple of interviews with them talking about how they came up with it and it's cool stuff i love that show yeah so
1: yeah got yeah.
0: it on the calendar absolutely yeah. <laughs> can't wait if you haven't seen the new if you haven't seen the new trailer for stranger things 2 it's so good it has Michael Jackson's thriller in the background and it's it's incredible. I absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah, it's a really well done trailer. As well as the uh the Ready Player One trailer. If you haven't read the book, it's an amazing read. It's by Ernest Klein and uh apparently he's one of the producers on the on the movie and he had a lot of creative uh, creative guidance for Steven Spielberg. So from what I've seen in the trailer, I'm really looking forward to it now. Like that he- trailer dropping made me very excited. Actually, Ernest Cline helped write the screenplay with two other guys. Oh um, wow! So he had a he had a very heavy oh, influence on wow. what this movie's gonna be. So yeah, I think I think this one's gonna be done. If not, you know, perfectly perfectly done, I think it's gonna be pretty close to the original intent yeah. of the novel. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But which, yeah. if people anyway. have read
1: the yeah. book by now, I mean, get on the book first. They still got time because it's so good. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ready Player get One. Ernest through. Cline. Yeah. Actually,
0: the uh, the um. Audiobook is so good with Will Wheaton. Yeah, from Will Wheaton. Star Trek Next Generation. If he does the He's audiobook. incredible. Yeah. He is, he is. He's so good. Yeah. But cool. Well, good, yep. good, uh, good burning desire there, Dan. I love Thanks, it. Thanks, Dave. Um, I'm, I'm going to not do one this week uh, in lieu of Katie doing her burning desire because I think she has a good one that uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about. So I'll kick it over to you there, Kate.
1: Okay, so my burning desire, I feel like it's more of a rant. Um, I alluded to being a new mom. I recently am in the or I'm in the process of adopting an older child. So, all of a sudden my life has been submerged with kids films. So my burning desire this week is I long for the days of old with the good classic Disney films. Like what the heck are these kids watching today?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah, all of a sudden I'm now watching, you know, SpongeBob, Trolls, Angry Birds, and those are the good ones. So, like, and we go back to, like, you know, Lion King and some oh, of those yeah. classics?
0: That's a good point. Because when you said, like, newer kids' movies, because Katie told me about this, like, a couple days ago, and I was thinking, oh, that's a really good idea. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, Sing or Moana oh, or Zootopia, yeah, no, too- like, you know, you know uh, Frozen or Tangled and all those. And I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good, you know, like, they're, they're fine.
1: Yeah. Gosh,
0: Trolls?
1: No, my kid Ugh. wants to watch Trolls and Spongebob on repeat and, you know, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Oh, no.
1: And even Moana, you know, and some of these other films, I love them. But then it's like, you go back to Lion King, Elton John, I mean, can you... Yeah. Any, you know, you meet anyone in their 30s, they get goosebumps when they hear Circle of Life. Like, there's just no getting around it, so... Mm-hmm.
0: It's true. I it's...
1: just... I wish.
0: That's... And so that's something that I have that I I've been meaning to bring up too is are we getting older and <laughs> movies seem worse or did we just grow up in like the heyday of movie and filmmaking, yeah. you know? Was the was the early 90s or like was the 90s just the best time for movies ever or am I just getting older and very critical of what I'm
1: watching? Well, that's a really good point. I don't what know. What do you think, Dan?
0: I I, I don't think uh... I think the 90s was just a spectacular time for children's movies. I mean, as as, as soon as they started coming out, like Mulan, um, mm-hmm. getting to experience movies like that, and Hercules, the music was always so well done. I feel like Frozen and Tangled are two of the closest movies that I've seen, I guess, recently, but they're not, it's mm-hmm. just on a different life. Like you mentioned, Elton John, like... yeah you know nowadays we're having Justin Timberlake no offense against Justin Timberlake but you know like exactly. love JT love yeah. JT i love got to love J- JT love him. but i'm saying bye 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 to him <laughs> being in all these kids movies because uh you know i miss i just miss quality quality songs and music and uh mm-hmm. i don't know so yeah i i completely agree i don't know what happened um in this new generation. I just can't even believe that there is an Angry Birds movie. I didn't even know about that until you
1: told me. So, I don't know much <laughs> just, about it either. It
0: sounds awful. Well, they have the Emoji movie coming out too. Yeah. So, oh, we'll be looking so forward to that great.
1: That's going to be on the list. So.
0: I'm, can't I'm, I'm i wait. I smell you know Oscar Buzz. You know what the what is good though is like the Lego movie. The Lego yeah. movie was really good. Okay. Um, and Lego Batman was really good. Um, I don't know if they're on I don't know if they're on that same level though because those original Disney movies were just so amazing. I mean, good? the music. Yeah. I have often dreamed, you know, Hercules. Yeah. Does it get any better than I'm Tim Rice off, and Alan Alamakas? Nothing better. we a great warm welcome. We'll be waiting for me. Sorry, we're not <laughs> going. Do we keep going with the singing? <laughs> yeah, 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 like,
1: it's am it's, I, I next? So,
0: okay, I love
1: not. <laughs> Katie, no. you're up. Part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I, I don't know though. I'm I'm curious to yeah. see where a lot of these Disney movies go, because now they've done the live action, and Danny and I talked about this with Beauty and the Beast quite a bit, um, how Beauty and the Beast was really good, and uh, uh, the Jungle Book was really awesome, and Jon Favreau's going to be doing the Lion King live action, which will be really exciting mm-hmm. and awesome. Um, so maybe I mean maybe that's just taking the place, where they're just redoing these things, and yeah. we're not really going to get anything original.
1: I kind of feel like it's like our society now is like so instant gratification. So it's basically kind of just like they're just putting stuff out. So that's kind of my take on it is that they're not taking as much time to develop it.
0: No, it's true. I mean, it's all like looking for that—you know—looking for the cash at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "Hey, well, you know what? If we just do some live-action version of the
1: Lion King, then we'll just make
0: millions, yeah. probably billions <laughs> of money, billions, of, billions of dollars. Of dollars if we do that. <laughs> yeah. And same thing with like emoji.
1: You yeah. know,
0: it's exactly. Kids are loving cell phones. We make a movie about emojis. It'll make you know millions of dollars. We're there we're right. done. We're good. So yeah. no, that's a good that's a good point. Instant gratification, very much a problem within our society. Especially wow. within that's this next good. generation, we're talking to you guys. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you see, you see the thing about ethics. Uh, <laughs> is, <laughs> uh, we yeah We got in a, a great... Billy Madison quote last time, didn't we? Yeah. Good work, Dana. It's always Happy Gilmore, or Billy Madison, or something. Always. 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 Anyway, all right. Well, um, yeah, that was a great, Anything else? Anything ideas. else you want to talk about there with with the uh, burning desires? nope (laughs) nope nope not at all (laughs) Danny's phone cut out there for a second so i think it threw us all off a little bit (laughs)
1: am i still
0: (laughs) (laughs) on is this thing still recording Okay. Uh, okay so dunkirk um maybe we should just start off a little bit with possibly the history behind the event that took place um, and then we can kind of get more into the movie, but just so we have kind of a background knowledge of what actually took place um, in the most basic, basic sense. Um, so I'm just gonna lay it out a little bit from what I know. Uh, in 1940, basically uh, Hitler and the Nazis had executed the Blitzkrieg, which was an intense campaign into France, and they basically created a spearhead that marched them all the way to the coast of France. And so you had all of the forces of Belgians and uh, the British and the British Expeditionary Force and then the French. And so there was a large quantity of soldiers and they basically got pushed up against the coast. And then another, um, another campaign was launched that basically cut them off from escape to either the west or the east. So this pocket around Dunkirk slowly grew smaller and smaller and smaller until the end of May, you have some, somewhere around 400,000 troops um, that were just basically trapped up against the city of Dunkirk and they had no escape because German U-boats had basically been controlling the channel a little bit and um, it was a very difficult situation to evacuate 400,000 soldiers uh, from Dunkirk and so that's basically where the movie takes place is end of May, within that 9 or 10 days of the British trying to, uh, trying to evacuate all those soldiers and the British are also thinking, well, you know, we want to save all of these guys' lives. But this is also the bulk of our military. So if we don't get them out, who is going to save England? Like, we're not going to have anybody to fight the Germans um, anyway. So it's a very, very intense moment um, in the war. And it's very, very much a big moment in which uh, the British could have totally lost, uh, could have lost the war Completely. I mean, the French had already lost lost their country, and so the English didn't didn't step up and weren't able to save their homeland. I mean, it it could have been catastrophic. Uh, so, uh, I think that does a pretty good pretty good job of. Anything you want to add to that, Katie?
1: Um, just for people, if they don't know, Blitzkrieg is like a lightning war. So it means that the Germans were upon the French Belgian forces before they even knew. You know, before they could retaliate, it was they were already there surrounding them. So it was lightning fast. Mm-hmm. And just um, also, and we can get into it later, but um, just to kind of think about like the civilian population too, which the film didn't totally kind of play into, but I always think that's a really interesting part too, mm-hmm. is just all of that being surrounded and then like what civilians would have been caught with the soldiers as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that doesn't get brought up a lot, too, is, you know, the mm-hmm. civilian, civilian toll that takes place during just about any war. Um, also, with Blitzkrieg, you just reminded me um, that I, I was reading something earlier, earlier this week that said uh, Hitler was, was very, very surprised at the success of Blitzkrieg yeah. as well as everybody else. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, wow, that, that really worked. Yeah. That really worked well.
1: Nineteen thirty nine, um, Poland. Okay, yeah. Nineteen forty, France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time so, to
0: so even the guy that orchestrated this whole deal was surprised at how well it worked. Yeah. Um, so Dunkirk is very much—it's very much a big moment um, in the war, especially for the Allies. But it's a very, very, very big moment in British history. And Danny and I talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, about how Christopher Nolan is a Brit um, and. Mm-hmm he is making a movie about dunkirk which is a very very well known moment in british history so while americans might not be as familiar with this event most british people will be they they will they will look at, at dunkirk as a big moment in british history and uh, also so it's cool to see to, him go just, ahead just to kind of butt in it's just like america and the usa has just kind of had their heyday as far as films come, you know, coming out of Hollywood goes, you know, so we've had Saving Private Ryan, we've had Fury, we've had The Patriot, um, so much, so it's, it's pretty awesome to see a, a film like this, I love how Christopher Nolan got to, uh, you know, to do this and how, how he did do this, it's, it's very cool. No, that's that's a really good point to make, too, is that um, I don't think American audiences see a lot of different perspectives from especially World War II, where there was so much going on. And obviously, you know, the United States entered into the war and we had a big role to play in it. But I mean, that war was going on for two years before we even got, got there, you know, and the French and the British and the Belgians, they had a big, big role to play in it as well. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's a lot going on. So Dunkirk, Dunkirk was it's a it's an interesting event and a cool and a cool movie as well. Um, I, I don't know if, does anybody else want to start out on their, their general thoughts? We can get into maybe just do a general thought discussion and then we can bust into, um, more specific stuff, but we'll stay spoiler free for just our general thoughts. Um, maybe Danny, do you want to, do you want to start out on how you felt about it? Absolutely. I just kind of want to start this off by saying, you know, you guys have the history degrees. So if you want to talk about the history and all that, and just like the entire battle, I can just talk about Harry Styles I know One Direction, I know the music, so uh, how about we just do that? We'll just hey. split it up evenly. Okay. Danny, I gotta tell you, that's what makes you beautiful, buddy. Oh, uh, there it goes. Yeah, this podcast can only go in one direction from this video. Um uh, yeah, I, uh, overall thoughts, um, you know, going, I've been so stoked for this movie for so long, you know, that like, we've been talking about this since last summer, at least, and so... Um, anything Christopher Nolan makes and then you get Hans Zimmer in there, you know, it's the dream team. I'm looking forward to it. So I went into this movie with pretty high hopes. Um, and I came out of it, not, not disappointed at all. You know, it was, uh, I would say the runtime was a little bit shorter than I expected. Um, I guess I didn't look into that before I went to the movie, which I'm happy I didn't. Um, but it was just, I would just say it was just so tense, you know? That was the cool part about it. Is you go into the theater, um, my overall like, point of view of it was it just throws you into a battle. It doesn't give you any um, character development, really. It just shows you these random guys um, and throws you right into their lives. And then you're just there for an hour and 25 or hour and 30 minutes or however long it was. Um, and it's basically tense the entire way through. You're just kind of on, on the edge of your seat the entire way. Um, also Bane flying an airplane was pretty sweet. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I really, I enjoyed it. I really did. I thought it was, it was, uh, it was cool. I would say it was different than I expected just because of, of who Christopher Nolan is. Um, there was no top spinning at the end of it or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously this is, you know, this is a, a true story. So it was different than I, I guess I expected, but like I said, I walked out, um, pretty happy. I wasn't disappointed um, in any way. So, and visually, it was the most stunning film I've probably ever seen. So, that's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So that's yeah. That's my that's my two cents. Yeah. No, great, great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Katie because I I kind of want to go last. Yeah. General thoughts. Yeah, I think um,
1: stunning is the word I would use for it. Um, visually too, that was kind of all encapsulating word. I think it was really cool, cinematography wise. Um, and yeah, I left feeling kind of like mixed emotions. I think I went in really feeling high, um, about this film and excited and like history teacher nerd, like, oh my gosh, I could show this to my students. <laughs> so I think, uh, I kind of left thinking like, you know, I'm so glad I saw that. I'm so glad that they're bringing attention and that Christopher Nolan brought this story out. Cause I think a lot of people have never heard of Dunkirk. Cause so I think that was really cool. Or, from, like Dave said, like a British perspective to bring honor to those who were in it. Because for the British, they know Dunkirk. And so they've been waiting for this to be made, I think. But at the same time, yeah, the short run time, the cinematography. um, love cinematography, but yeah, the character development. yeah, Some of that, you know, is just kind of lacking for me. So I feel like glad I saw it. Like, I have a lot of good things to say. Would I show it to my classroom? Probably not. You know, I might show a scene, okay. but I wouldn't show the full film in like a history setting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and I think I think that that's that's basically how I felt about it in a lot of in a lot of ways um, because there is the perspective that you know you're making a World War II movie by one of the best directors of the present day. There's nobody really that's better than Christopher Nolan at the present moment, or at least that you can put, you have more faith in. And so to have him take this story of Dunkirk, uh, in which you can reach a very, you can, you can reach a very wide audience and inform them about a lot of stuff. And he didn't really take, he didn't uh, take, take advantage of the opportunity that he had there. Um so that that was one thing for both of us as history teachers I think that we felt man what a missed opportunity yeah. we really wanted to learn more about this about this the story and uh, the history behind this um but that aside I think that's about the only real disappointment that I that I truly had from the movie um there was there was definitely an absence of character development and I've read that um both of you said that and I've read that from multiple people um and so that's that's a big deal But I would say that Dunkirk is probably the best IMAX movie experience that has ever been filmed or created. Yeah. I can't. I can't think of any other time okay. I went to the movies and was more blown away just from a, a visual perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think we could have turned down the sound just a little bit. Yeah, It was loud, man. Where it I was, was like, "Oh yeah. man, this yeah. is big." I, I saw some people <laughs> plugging their ears in front of me, I know, a couple me rows too. up. Yeah um well we went with dad and so i kept looking over at dad like is he gonna like is that gonna hurt can't hear he
2: it. yeah yeah he's, he's oh yeah dad, yeah he, he has is, like the
0: opposite problem <laughs> he's still good here. he didn't hear it. he has his audio book in one ear anyway
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly he's, he's listening to, listening an, to an audio book about dunkirk <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um, that's uh
0: yeah i but yeah it was it was crazy just the aerial stuff i'd say just like the planes, uh, all that. It was yeah. incredible. I've never experienced... Cool. It, it even get made me a little dizzy at times. I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I actually thought that at the beginning of the movie, um, there there was a moment where I got a little bit dizzy, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, man. Yep. I hope that I don't actually have a problem here because I've never really had to move, leave a movie yeah. theater or anything like that from getting, yeah. getting nauseous yeah. or anything like that. I had, that, yeah. So. I was... Well, mine was a mixture of, uh, like, you know, nausea, and I was a little dizzy, but also I have extreme anxiety attacks, so (laughs) once I started screaming and crying, I I left the theater immediately. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Mine was mainly just a panic attack, but yeah. (laughs) Anybody that knows me uh, knows that I'm a little weird. (laughs) Um, Anyway, moving on. No, but, um, but I think that that's... That's kind of I was talking to Katie about how I kind of had a little bit of a, a thesis statement or um, just just a general idea for for this movie and although I was I was somewhat disappointed by it, I also understood it. Yeah. Um, and my point my point is that Christopher Nolan, um, while we could we could criticize him and talk about the movie and what we didn't like about it, we also have to take into consideration Christopher Nolan knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know. He knew that he was making an hour and 47 minute movie. He knew it was going to be two hours, pedal to the the metal, just crazy, crazy intense, biting your nails the whole time. And that, yep, I will sacrifice the character development. I will sacrifice all of that because I want this to be an experience. And what I took away from this movie is that he sacrificed any character development within, within the individuals. And he placed it upon a different character. And that character would be survival. I think that the idea of survival was what this movie was all about. Yeah, exactly. there's people dying throughout the movies, throughout the movie, there's characters that you like come to know a little bit and then they go and it just, the movie keeps going and you don't really notice that they've gone. And that's why the music was the way that it was because people die, the clock just keeps on ticking mm-hmm. and the others just keep trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's what I took away from it a little bit is in the point, the point that he was trying to make, I think, yeah. or at least so as I understand it. So
1: and it's really interesting, you know. I mean, it's not how you usually do things. So it's just a very new, mm-hmm. revolutionary kind of in its own way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different type of movie, that's for sure. Especially yeah. for a World on- War II film.
1: Yeah <laughs>
0: it it honestly felt like it just dropped you into it. You know, that's kind of just it. Just mm-hmm. felt like it just dropped you into the battle, um, um, and dropped you right into World War II, which is just
2: mm-hmm.
0: which was crazy. It was yeah, a great. It was yeah. a very gripping experience, and uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I really did love the actors that were in it, though I thought it was very well casted, which I didn't mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the trailers, um, at least the main kid, Fion Whitehead, is <laughs> the actor's name. he really popped on in the movie yeah yeah. (laughs) no uh, that joke i (laughs) stole it. in our theater though he was really causing a puss i mean fuss um no uh, i uh i didn't know what to expect from him in the trailer and uh then watching the movie i thought he did a great job he was he was good um he doesn't talk no he 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 doesn't talk until they're in like the ship yeah. Yeah. Which then, is about a half hour into yeah. the movie. He doesn't say yeah. a word.
1: No, I know. It's I was crazy. like, who is this guy? <laughs> is yeah. There's a character. Yeah.
0: Especially at the beginning of the movie, there is not a lot of dialogue. It's practically
1: at like all. a silent film for much of it, you know, which is mm-hmm. really yeah. interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm.
1: kind of like going back, like you said, just dropping you in the moment, I did notice too, like from a World War II perspective, like it's very much like just the common soldier. Too and I liked that about it that it's not playing up the big generals. Mm
2: -hmm. You have
1: and we can get into it all later, whatever. But you Mm -hmm. know you have Churchill's epic speech. You're not going to you know a different shot of Churchill and it's just all just the soldiers on the ground, the private running around in chaos, not knowing where to go, who to report to. You know, so it's just Mm -hmm. that it was showing the common man. So I think in that way too, that was a cool look because so often at the proper age, World War Two, yeah. And World War Two is so often the big guys, you know. It's Roosevelt, Hitler, Churchill. So this mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. in that way too, is pretty cool.
0: See, just see the common struggle that just about mm-hmm. any person would be going through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think this is good, as good a time as any. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, please stop listening and just go see it because it is totally worth seeing in theaters. Um, and doing the whole thing, so please go see We're gonna start talking about specifics of the We're movie, hopping so. into spoiling water here. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So spoiler stuff coming up. Um, so to spoil some. If you're rod still rod listening. Rod this is your own noodles. <laughs> 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 oh, I just spoiled my pants. Life uh, there, the microphone
1: away.
2: Uh,
0: Hilarious. <laughs> um, is this but... thing working? Can you guys hear yeah. me? <laughs> oh,
1: we hear you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Loud and clear, buddy. <laughs> too loud.
2: Um,
0: no, we're, uh, so I want to hear what you guys thought about the different, um, the different, what am I trying to say, the time frame going on? Yeah. So oh, yeah. you have uh, basically the mole um, or the experience of Harry Styles and then the guy that doesn't talk. Um, those guys that's going, over a, going on over a week and then you have Mark Rylance and his son and George as they as they go to save people, which takes over takes course over the over the course of a day, and uh, Tom Hardy and his other buddy up in the air, which takes course over an hour. Hour, yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think when you when you first saw that? Uh, Danny, go ahead. You you start off. I thought that was yeah. I thought it was great. Kind of took me a second to realize what was happening. I didn't get it from the jump, like when they you know just said it in text. I guess I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if I was paying attention or I, – I don't know. But, uh, yeah, as soon as I kind of started realizing what was happening, I loved how all of a sudden um, different characters were in two stories at the same time and then you were kind of seeing – it and then they eventually all connected. Uh, I thought that was great. And the aerial fight, I love how that's just one hour and how quick it's actually happening, but then throughout the entire movie you're seeing – how you know there's uh, a week gone by here it's a week a day and an hour is that what you're saying it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you're seeing a week go by in somebody's life and then a day go by and then an hour i thought that was that was brilliant but it's very christopher nolan-esque you know there he goes he just he's, yeah. he's a brilliant guy has to put his own perspective on world war ii you know i think uh-huh well go, go ahead kate I'll, yeah. I'll let you say what you thought about yeah, it
1: yeah the like the sequential timing yeah i was trying to figure out how you Call it, but the land, sea, air, I was kind of drawn to that three part. I thought that was really cool. Um, looking at each different point of view, um, but then mixing in like the week, the hour, you know, that was like, I was starting to get confused. I'm like, okay, enough crap. Who's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <So> I love <laughs> the three points of view and not having them even have names. So it was like, okay, I'm keeping up with that because that's already like different. Mm. and then the stressful music and then it's like okay is this an hour or is this a day uh,
2: you're
1: losing me but um I thought it was definitely cool it was really different um and I liked it until closer toward the end when I could tell the film was wrapping up and then and and that kind of ties in with like the character development I think in my mind it started feeling kind of like filler almost like the sequential like screenshot here shot here shot you know like cutting it all up um from each point of view was almost like filling in the time and i would rather have seen something else well, you know oh, i was a good want,
0: call i want yeah. like
1: dialogue i want character you know mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a traditionalist in me um but it was it was really cool and it was very new mm-hmm, but i think mm-hmm. by the end I was kind of like okay okay I get it
0: yeah 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 you know? we, yeah i think that um I I loved the the difference in perspectives of time. Um, I really I really had a difficult time at the very beginning um, because I ca- I just had so many things going through my mm-hmm. head like, Whoa, like, what is this you know is this like a weekend or is this like one day in or is the, like what you know and then about uh, you know like after like a couple minutes uh, it dawned on me oh, okay so what we're seeing throughout the movie is taking place over the week over a day over an hour um, and then it just started adding up. Oh my gosh! Like the ticking of the clock and Hans Zimmer's mm-hmm. music, we're counting down to something. Yeah. something yeah. big is gonna happen when all of these stories get together. Um, and so, uh, for me, for me, the anticipation of what the payoff was gonna be at the end of the movie um, was really, really exciting. And I, it paid off for me. It paid off in full. I, mm-hmm. I loved the end. Um, I thought that the I thought that the ending, um, what happens, what basically happens as the the clock dies um i I really like that so i thought Mm -hmm. that was awesome um but i do understand what you were saying katie because it does it does feel like they just have this constant building of music and frame for frame cutting um and it's kind of like okay uh you could have you could have paused here for a second to reflect a little bit on some characters and see what's going on Mm -hmm. and i guess that comes down to the choice of do you want to make this an hour and 50 minute just Go nuts for two, you know, go nuts for an hour and 50 minutes, or do you want to do a three hour epic yeah. and bring in a lot more? I mean, because you could have made this movie a half hour longer. Oh, yeah. And I would have, I would Make love it it have loved
1: 15, it. I think it'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think that throw another another 20 minutes in at least, mm-hmm. and I would have been way more on board. Um, yeah. So I, I just, just yeah, that's our only complaint is we wanted more.
1: I want more. Yeah. yeah. And I want a lot more. And...
0: Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the podcast that we uh, that we recently did, Dave, for Spider-Man Homecoming, how we have something in our mind just because of all the past Spider-Man films and things like that. For this movie, I had a lot of different kind of, uh, I guess, ideas just because of, you know, how many World War Two films have we seen um, growing up? So I had this mm-hmm. whole almost layout in my head, and it was so much different that... Uh, yeah, it just kind of felt like it was missing something the entire time. It felt mm-hmm. I couldn't really lay my finger on it. I mean, well, obviously it's just a ton of gunfire, you know. Like I, I think it was almost missing, like just like that bloody battle um, with a, yeah. you know, it's missing the beach of Normandy scene and saving private Private Ryan, I guess, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. something like that. But um, besides that, it like it was awesome. But yeah, just the entire time, it just kind of felt like there was just something. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Just kinda seemed like it was missing a little bit of a little bit of a uh, little bit of butter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just like a little substance or Yeah. I don't know. Or I had even thought, you know, like at the end, like, okay, you're gonna be, you know, and not to say like I'm thinking like Christopher Nolan, but like he chose, like Dave pointed out, to think that way and like that's the film he wanted to put out, which is mm-hmm. so cool. But then I kept hoping for like, okay, if that's how you're gonna do it. Like, give me, like, a blurb from, like, a survivor yeah. of Dunkirk, Or, like, give me, like, some stats right at the end of the film. Or, you know, like, in honor of these men. Just, like, yes. some, like, oh, cool. You know, like, at the end, yeah. and that wasn't even there. So, like, huh. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. So, I think
1: even if I'd seen the film and then he had, like, some, like, real footage rolling at the end and kind of, you know,
0: tied oh, out. Oh, yeah, like, that'd be sweet.
1: Like, that emotion, I think I would have been cool with it too so i don't know
0: just another idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah well we've talked about the runtime a lot uh what do you guys think about the pg-13 rating here
1: danny uh
0: <laughs> well yeah i obviously it's i feel like that's a terrible thing to say about uh you know a true story is that you want to see more blood <laughs> like that's awful <laughs> Um but it's kind of the, it's kind of the truth, you know, like I I wanted to see something outrageous happen and I just felt like I didn't see it besides, you know, uh the guy drowning, I guess was a pretty brutal scene. Um but there wasn't even there yeah, that, that was wasn't rough. even like it wasn't as rough as like U571 and the kid from Sandlot drowning. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. Spoiler That's true. There. Smalls. Yeah. Yeah, Smalls died. Smalls. <laughs> Smalls. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah. Um, um. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just there wasn't anything super brutal about it. There were some really tense parts. You were always on the edge of your seat thinking that something was going to get insanely brutal, but it never besides, mm-hmm. I guess, that guy getting his face burned off or whatever was pretty crazy.
1: That was crazy. The yeah, guy, guy from
0: crazy. Star Wars. That guy. was, that was the guy from Force I Awakens. I know, Han Solo. Yeah. Han Solo, you're a dead man. <laughs> Tell that the conjure <laughs> club. Dude, I, like, realized it when... I seriously realized it when he was dying. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the conjure club guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know,
1: I kind of liked... In a weird way, like, that's kind of one of the things I like the most about this movie was the rating and how, like, pure... It was in the sense yeah. that it was gritty and it was rough and it was so suspenseful, but then it wasn't just like some cut 'em up kind of movie where yeah. people just go for the thrill, you know, and that way I was kind of like, this is very cool. And maybe it's like the parent or the teacher in me, but I was like, man, for such a wider audience, you know, kids can go to this. This is truly, it's a family film. And I think in that way, even from a history teacher's profession, you know, if even if it's not perfect to me, like for people to learn more about it, I think people could take their kids to this film,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: 13 or up or whatever, but it's not something like, oh gosh, Saving Private Ryan when I'm showing that scene in class where I'm like, oh no, not the guts, not the guts. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to Mm -hmm. press pause before. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, So yeah, it was, there's nothing like that. So in that way, it was like, I think a wider audience and people that aren't as into history because they think it's, Whatever, I think those people are crazy. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the people that it's don't really like war so films, yeah, war films, you know, I think they'd still like this one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, th- I don't really know where I fall on that one because I always do have kind of an understanding that to have a realistic war film, it's got to be rated R. Because totally. you know what, there's going to be strong language and there's going to be a lot of gore because that's just how war is. Mm-hmm. Um. But I definitely did like this take on it. I feel like it's kind of the antithesis to something like Hacksaw Ridge, which is all character development. And then the second half of it is just straight up mayhem and like just absolute gore trying to create the reality of war in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And this kind of just falls in the middle where it's like, no, we're just gonna put you in the seat of somebody that was living through this Mm -hmm. and kind of try to to create a representation of what it might have been like to try to struggle Mm -hmm. and survive through this we're not going to show people specifically dying or anything um we're going to go light on the language we're just going to kind of show just a a middle of the road survival story here um and so i I liked it i I liked the reading i thought it was good like katie said i think it reaches a wider a wider audience but um it is kind of always that you know the the realist in me that's like yeah Yeah. i was hoping for nc-17 to be honest (laughs) <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> it's in the sequel dunkirk nights Oh boy. <laughs> um no yeah. i yeah i i, I did notice harry styles that he was the only character that said the f-word like twice he yeah did. yeah and he's he was like, like
1: one of the strongest characters too yeah Isn't that what you had pointed out that he did yeah. such a nice job i mean we yeah. could talk about harry for a minute
0: yeah no um i think that that's i think that's a great point because harry styles he was one of the people that I saw get cast in this movie first. And mm-hmm. my first thought was like, oh gosh, there's only one direction we can go on this and that's not down. Um, but no, he, he did a great job and he was really the one that played on that survival element. Yeah. Um, he, had, he had two lines. One was uh, when they were about to drown um, in that ship when the, the bullet holes kept coming in. Uh, he said, this is survival. This is just how it is. And then when the blind guy is passing them out their blankets and stuff when they get rescued at the end, um, and he says, like, good job, fellas. And he says, what? All we did was survive. And the guy says, that's enough. Mm -hmm. You know? As as if to say, like you know, all we did was survive. I was like that's that's okay. That's yeah. all you needed to do was just make yeah. it through it, man. Yep. Um, so I I really liked I really liked that survival element of the movie, and I think mm-hmm. that he was the biggest the biggest component in that in that character. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It was kind
1: of like Lord of the Flies ish, or totally. you know, like with that yeah, like what happens when the panic sets in, and there's even like going back to like with the military, like where are their generals, where are their you know, their superior officers on the beach. It's just guys wandering around like, yeah. hey, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're
1: seeing that whole breakdown and just that survival mentality not having their, you know, their comrades in arms, backs, necessarily. Yeah. So that was... I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. If, if, Harry
0: Styles, if Harry Styles would have been a good guy in this film, if he would have been like Mr. Happy, Nice Guy, I wouldn't have liked it. But since they kind of made yeah. him like a little bit of a jerk... Yeah, I thought he was great. I didn't I didn't know what to expect from him, but uh yeah, I really enjoyed his performance. He was he was good. Uh great voice too. He's that he is a tremendous singer. Um <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> I tell you, the the kid is
2: good. You know, he's got some style. I haven't heard his music,
0: the kid is gold. He's
2: he's oh. <laughs> My daughter um, would agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know he, One Direction all too well.
0: <laughs> he's a great, he's a great little actor. He really is. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Not and, Texas. Uh, no,
0: not this. Um, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> not this time. But yeah, I I I really enjoyed his performance. It was great, and I actually look forward to seeing him in the other stuff. Also, a little side note: uh, the pilot that is with Tom Hardy, the other guy, Jack. I'm looking at his name right now. What is it? Jack Lowden? Um, I thought that guy was great too, which I had never seen him in, a, in another movie. And I actually looked at his IMDb, oh, yeah. and he's not in anything really notable. But he looks like a he looks like a better version, uh, a better looking version of Simon Pegg. <laughs> oh yes, he said it. I had that exact same thought. Really?
1: Who's Simon Pegg. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Simon Pegg was Scotty in uh, the new oh, Star Trek. Me up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, I could see that. I liked that guy. Well, He's I like both sex, Simon Peg and yeah. the the pilot.
0: <laughs> but the guy in this movie. Yeah, the yeah, guy in Jack this movie. Lode.
1: Yeah, he was great.
0: I, I think that he was. I think he was one of the one of the better characters. I definitely. Um, he also didn't. You know, there wasn't that much to him, and so no. like the, By the time he, you know, he gets his mask off, you're like, oh, nice, good looking dude. There
1: you I'm are. Yeah. Him. Nice, all right.
0: Seems like a nice shaving. guy. <laughs> <laughs> seems all right.
1: Not shaken um, up at all after yeah. being stuck in there. And, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: maybe that's maybe that's a good good point to go from here. Um, why don't we'll let Katie start off? Um, who who's like, your favorite character in this film?
1: In this film, I like the French guy half the time. Oh, um wow. the they're calling him Froggy. I mean Gibbons was his last name. Gibbons or Gibbons
0: Gibbons or Gibson or
1: something. Gibson. Yeah. Samsonite I... okay. Um yeah. way off. <laughs> uh, Gibson. I, for whatever reason, I just, the whole time, I was like, man, is this guy a spy? I kept hitting David like, he's a spy. Or, you know, so I was wrong. You
0: did call... Yeah, you said that. I, mean, I knew something can't even believe was that. off about
1: this guy. He was just... Yeah, I liked took him. me by surprise, too. But then I liked his, you know, in this age of survivalism, whatever, his humanity, that even when he's You know, he's tempted to jump from that ship. He doesn't want to go down into the bulk hold or whatever with the people. He's, you know, because he's afraid and then they get hit. Then he does rush back and he turns the wheel, you know, and saves all those Mm -hmm. guys. And it's like, he's one of the true heroes of that story. And then Harry Styles is just a jerk to him. Yeah, he got his life saved,
0: you know. It's like he wouldn't be alive if it weren't for that And then nobody asks
1: about him at the end. I was waiting for, like... Where's Gibson? Like, can I have any humanity? <laughs> Gibson, my eyes though. I know. Okay, okay. I know, I but made, I'm yeah. saying like, the guy, the main guy that I don't even know his name. He doesn't ever say like, did anyone see Gibson? But you know, it's just all yeah. about them making it out. You know, but mm-hmm. he was my favorite.
0: And he did have the best death. I mean, because that that yeah, was like he heart wrenching. You know, that just was watching him bad. drown. You're like, oh, buddy. Oh. We were oh, so close
1: oh, but um i love the old guy too the captain of the ship mark i rylance. gotta throw that mark in too.
0: loved him yeah mark rylance is good i you know that year that he got best supporting actor yeah over, who did he get best supporting actor over somebody uh, It was already, over like, sylvester oh no stallone. It, was, it was sylvester stallone for great yeah oh he beat it. he beat Sylvester. which stallone was best yeah supporting which Actors, was so. which was bogus <sighs> It was because he wasn't he he was good in Bridges of Spies, but I just didn't I didn't see yeah. it you know I didn't see it over, but and he just was super Give it to Sylvester like, Stallone. Like come, on. come on, I know.
1: Come on, Just
0: give it to him. But yeah, um, but yeah, so he he was really good too. Um, Danny, what, Danny, why don't you go ahead? Who was your favorite favorite character? Well, I thought Mark Rylance was great. Tom um, Hardy, cool, sounds good, buddy. I I'm gonna exactly. do mine. <laughs> 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 we barely even have to say anything um (laughs) i'll continue thank you very much before i got erupted interrupted um before i got erupted (laughs) um i thought uh yeah mark Rylance was great everybody's great but yeah tom hardy i mean basically it's just his voice the whole time um i can see you guys laughing you jerks but yeah i love tom hardy i think he's an excellent actor i loved his voice but also just the the little the little scene at the end um which I don't know. Should we? We can talk about it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in spoilers, yeah. so him getting Fly him life. getting captured by the Germans at the end, like that. That made him my favorite character because I was just like, oh, really? You know, that just kind of brings things immediately mm-hmm. into perspective at the end of this movie. You're like, okay. oh, dang, he just saved the day, and then he's just sitting next to his burning plane. So I was like, oh, that's a really cool scene, and then it's just Germans surrounding him, and you're like, oh man, sorry, buddy. Bro. You know. So I feel yeah, like
1: that was the movie I wanted to watch. Yep. like that scene. Then moving forward, I was like, now just keep going. Like yeah, right. just Tom one, Hardy, Jason
0: Bourne, Tom Hardy. Yep. You know, yep. kicking butt out yep. of the out of a German, you know, German camp. Yep. That'd be crazy. Mhm.
2: Mhm. No, but I yeah, mean it was Tom That's Hardy.
0: that's true. Tom Hardy's character was he's great. You he's know, great. he's the best part of the movie by far. I mean, it's like. The guy circling the air, you get an hour of him just mm-hmm. intense action. Every time you see him, he's doing something heroic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm gonna save the last little bit of his story because I want to talk about that near the end. Um, but uh I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Katie, I bet you can guess who my favorite character
1: is. Okay. Is it it's either the one of the kids? Is it the kid that died? Obvious. So it's always a weak link. <laughs> Dave always goes for like the underdog. Who? I'm like, oh, he it's died. George, the
0: guy that gets hit in the head and <laughs> dies. Oh yeah. Are we useful, sir? Oh jeez. I love that. That was my favorite line of the
1: whole
0: movie. I'm useful. I'll be useful, sir. Like straight. he says, I'll be useful, yeah. sir. I'll be useful, sir. I'll be I'll be Lucifer. No. No, gosh, David. <laughs> I'll be useful, sir. Oh, okay. For some reason, useful, I sir. I thought he said, "Are we useful, sir?" I don't know why oh no 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 oh, to, yeah. i just i love the idea of um i thought the kid was a tremendous actor too i thought yeah. the, that kid did a great he job did really well. but i love the idea of you know mark rylance is this captain that he, like he wants to go out and take get out there and save those guys what yeah. whether it was a luxury yacht or whatever um but i love the idea of just this random kid that's like no i'll come i'll be useful yeah, yeah. let me let me go and then you know he tries to do the right thing a couple times, and then laying there about to die, he says, "I didn't do anything with my life. He just was so regretful, and he just wanted to make he wanted to make the newspapers in some way and prove to this prove to his teachers that he was he was worth it, worth a dang. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just really liked his character. I thought that I thought yeah. that, that was a beautiful thing. And when they put him in the paper at the ending, I oh, like, yeah. it was just so sweet. And I yeah I loved him. I thought he was I thought he was probably the most interesting." Uh, interesting guy in the movie for me. Um, but, yeah, so George, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, I to
1: see that one. And I just love the story of Dunkirk with all the civilian ships mm-hmm. coming in yachts. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, just seeing then a teenage... And the other boy, too. You know, both of them and playing their part was really, really cool. I was mm-hmm. glad they included... The, <laughs> I was glad they included the younger audience there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and the idea that those two guys are probably... I think the George was seventeen or something like that. They yeah. were both they were both fairly young. Um, so the idea of them them going to help out and they they were probably underage, which most of the guys serving probably were too. There are tons of kids that signed Seriously. up when they were sixteen, yeah. seventeen uh-huh. years old. Um, but yeah, so I found that really interesting. Um, so just to jump jump forward, uh, what it, what are some of the other better scenes that you guys enjoyed um, in the movie? Katie, Katie just talked about um, the civilians um, coming and, and sailors coming to come coming to the aid because there was a call uh, throughout the coast of England, uh, throughout all of England, um, that said, "Hey, we need help rescuing these guys." They started uh, requisitioning ships um, to for the military to use and for the navy to use, but they also just started asking civilians and random people just to go over there and pick up as many as mm-hmm. we can, or as many as we can. Let's get this, get these guys home. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed the scene where it was super intense, and you have Kenneth Branagh, um, the the general that was there, um, oh, yeah. or, the, or I think he would have been. I don't know.
1: He uh, was navy guy. Yeah, that he was. He was a navy dude. Yeah, um, admiral.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, is he an admiral or a captain. I don't know exactly how the ranks go in the navy. Well,
1: I don't even um, know his name, so you're one step up for me.
0: <laughs> well, Kenneth Branagh is a really good dir- or good director commander and a Commander Bolt right. Lockhart. That's his name, Commander oh, Bolt. Yeah. The commander. Jeez.
1: Oh boy. Okay.
0: But uh yeah, good old Lockhart, you know, um getting okay. his getting his FaceTime in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when he turns and he sees all the civilian boats just pouring in yeah. um and the music swells right there and that was super, super great. And then you had the Mark Ryland ship, the Moonlight, I believe it's called, going by another ship of all guys being rescued, and they all start cheering, and the music gets bigger. And I thought that was one of the better scenes in the movie just because it did, it did touch on one of the aspects of the film that you really wanted to see happen, and it, and it did it in spades. It was great. Yep. So yeah. that, was, that was one of the better scenes, in my opinion.
1: I agree. But... I agree.
0: It was great, yeah. <laughs> my favorite scene is probably when Tom Hardy... Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he, Can we when, go back to Tom Hardy. Exactly, uh, but his his plane stops working, and it you know. It's, <laughs> it's that's actually my favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes. So. Um, oh, no, it was. Yeah, when the propeller goes out and he's gliding above the ships, and then he. Yeah. Gets uh you know, gets one of the big bombers. How sweet. <laughs>
1: I loved it. That you talking whole about main the, part with
0: him. You're talking about the ending, like the very end. With yeah. His, yeah, with with his his pli- yeah. Yeah. What is his engine's off, gliding.
1: Yep.
0: That was cool. Yep.
2: Loved Tom it. Hardy. No, that was. Awesome. That, I love that.
0: That was the one part in Dad kind of. Dad kind of ruined it for me because he was like, yeah. "I don't believe that that guy could have turned around with his engine off," and I was like, "That's such a good." Point
2: yeah i know but like it's it still yeah, was very cool well.
0: still very very awesome very effective scene and very heroic because then the music swells again and all yeah. the guys just go nuts and are cheering for him yeah um i thought that was that was awesome very cool. it was awesome Do you remember so awesome. <laughs> you remember when tom hardy um <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so another thing about yeah
0: <laughs> when Tom Hardy was in the plane. Yeah, and no. uh, that's, a, that's a throwback to the Chris Farley show from SNL. Yeah. Um, you ever see Die Hard? Uh, but Katie, uh, what was your one of your favorite scenes um, that, that sticks out?
1: I think, I don't know, it's going to sound sad, but I love the opening scene with the propaganda, little flyers. You know oh, all yeah. That, I mean, that opening, that whole sequence was so cool. And this kid, we don't know who he is. Turns out you never know who he is, but you never like, really find out. But... I think I really loved that scene because it was so cool, but it also, and I still had so much hope for the movie, so yeah. it was so early on that it was still just the promise of, like, a World War II movie, mm-hmm. um, but so it was just so cool, you know, it was like goosebumps, yeah. like, oh my gosh, here we go, they're, you know, under fire, these guys are panicking, and there's propaganda, and you're surrounded, it was super, super cool. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And that first scene was really effective. I mean, from the get go. When they start shooting at those guys and all of them go down and then he's hiding behind the fence and the fence gets blasted up. I mean the sound was just so loud. So I, I, I was like, Oh boy, we are Oh damn, we are in... in trouble <laughs> yeah. We are in trouble. I mean yeah, it was we... that was good. That was a sweet, sweet start to that movie. Yeah, great um, beginning. Mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of anything in in the middle there i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff when the the like the whole the whole bit on the ship with uh cillian murphy um the character that
2: uh oh, kills one. george
0: on accident yeah. yeah i mean like that whole scene was very interesting in the idea of this guy that's like dude no like we cannot go back we're gonna die like we gotta yeah. we gotta go like we cannot stay here Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I liked a lot of that stuff, and I think that whole storyline was just super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard, hard not to talk about the ending right now because the ending. I was gonna so say
1: good. you had liked yeah when that guy asked him, did the, "Is a boy gonna make it?" And he says, "Yeah" or whatever. He would mm-hmm. really like. I remember you saying that part, but that's not like, a whole scene. No,
0: no, that, that's that's true. That's that that's exchange. one of my favorite lines or favorite exchanges yeah. in the whole movie. Um, when George is dead like it's very clear actually and that goes back to um so the different storylines are going on mm-hmm. and at that point some of the guys with oil have already gotten on the ship and i'm pretty sure that that was harry styles that is the guy that's downstairs that says he's dead mate no it is Yeah, it, like, it is it was yeah it was totally yeah. harry styles Um, but in the, you know, it shows him swimming in the other. So it's like, that's when, that's when the storylines are so close to syncing up that they're minutes away from each other, but they're not quite synced up yet. And I really like that aspect. Um, but he's obviously dead. And then Cillian Murphy asks that kid, you know, is he going to make it? Is he going to be all right? And the kid just goes, yeah. Like, why bother telling this guy that he accidentally killed this kid? Um, so I, I thought that was a very redeeming, a redeeming character moment. Um. Not redeeming, I guess, but that 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 kid just—he stepped up a notch in my book. I was like, yeah, "Yes, you yeah. lied to him about that." Cool. That's yeah. Um, I little think white I would have
1: handled it different. <laughs>
2: They're like, "Hey, dead you monster! Dead.
1: <laughs> you killed him! <laughs> yeah. He's dead! Gone, yeah. gone, gone!" gone For In other words. <laughs> 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 Again, David likes that that guy's answer. I'm like, kill him!
0: Yeah. Throw him out of the yeah. board! Yeah, Feed him to different. the fish! <laughs> uh, R, walk the plank! R, Make him pay. I just think this movie should have been rated Arr. Yeah. Arr! Um. Well, I, I, is there anything else you guys would like to talk to, talk about with this movie other than, because I want to get to the ending here um, and talk about kind of the, the, big, the big finale here.
1: I guess, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dan, do you want to go ahead? No, you go. (laughs) Was it just a, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just about Tom Hardy, so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There you go
2: ahead. Well,
1: I was just going to say the music, for me, like, it was, like, giving me an anxiety attack. You know, it was, like, stressful. Mm
2: -hmm. But I
1: guess I would have, I don't know, part of me, like, I think it's really cool and I get it that it was all the time clock. But at the same time, I was starting to, if I never... Like, if I never hear that that. music again, I'll be okay with
0: it, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, don't go on a road trip with me and David, then.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Next. Uh,
0: (laughs) How many times have you listened to The Oil? (laughs) I know. Yeah, a few times now. Yeah, I've actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, that's it. Before we get, that's a good segue into what I wanted to talk about. Um, But Danny, Danny, how effective was the music in your opinion? Uh, How'd you feel about it? Anytime Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer make a movie together, it's I don't know. Hans Zimmer's just genius in my eyes. I just love, I loved it. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. 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 I, it was I'm, just it's a tense movie, and it was just tense yes. all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he just knows what to do with these movies. He knows what kind of things. I mean, obviously, he used the clock sound a little bit in Interstellar, so maybe if they're, you know, but i i understood the overall theme of it, but maybe if there was something a little mm-hmm. different, i guess, cuz i've heard mm-hmm. that before, but i still yeah, i mean, Hans Zimmer's Hans zimmer man.
2: Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: No, i'm i'm on i'm in the same understanding. Um i thought that it it definitely sounded a little bit like previous work, but i mean, hey. Mhm every good composer is guilty of that listen to john williams everything sounds the same but it's just all awesome um but yeah the Hans zimmer it was very very tense and it built up a lot um but man when it when it gets big it got so amazing and it's also it's also so simplistic in nature that it doesn't take away from whatever's going on in the storyline you know Mm -hmm. um it's not like you're focused in on the music because yeah. it's just it's so simplistic in nature that it, it just, just it just builds and builds and builds yeah. um, and so i th- i thought that the music was genius i just i couldn't i the first time you know like going going through that movie you're like okay this is pretty cool mm-hmm. um, but then i've listened to that score quite a few times All since right. then specifically to two two songs which would be the oil and then the mole um, those are both really good songs, but the oil, um, which is a good segue into my favorite scene, which I'm sure is just about anybody's favorite scene. Um, but when all three of the storylines come to a head, yeah, and you just have that bum, 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 bum just keep building and building and building.
1: So does my heart rate. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it just it just gets faster pace and faster pace, and yeah. you Look don't know what's Fitbit. gonna happen.
1: Yeah, the whole time. And you
0: don't know what's gonna happen, and then. You get from, you know, behind Tom Hardy's character, Spitfire, and suddenly the music grows to a level that it hasn't hit the entire movie. Yeah. And he's zeroed in on that bomber, Mm -hmm. and he just smokes him. Oh, and it is so awesome. It's like, oh, sweet. He saved everybody. That's the climax of the movie. That's what we were counting down to this whole time.
1: Right.
0: Oh, no, we're not counting down to that either. Right. And then it hits... And so, you know, the, the plane hits the oil and everybody gets burned up and you think that's what we've been building up to this whole time was the ignition of the oil right there. And that wasn't it either. No. And it was Danny's favorite scene. You remember when Tom Hardy yeah. had the, the, had the remember, thing off? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember that scene. When Tom Hardy was...
1: <laughs> Circling. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because if you, if you look at it, I don't think that the, all the storylines actually sync up no. until all the guys cheer yeah. on, the, on the beach. And they all they all cheer for Tom Hardy going by like that. So um, yeah, that that whole ending, the finale, and the way that all the storylines synced up, I just thought that was it was mind blowing and incredible. Yeah. Um, if if there's there's a lot of things about this movie that I was slightly disappointed about or I thought could be better, um, mm-hmm. but the the payoff was just so much better than I could have imagined. That I was I yeah I'm yeah completely happy with it just because that moment was so cool. I agree. Definitely. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know if I do, but (laughs) (laughs) agree to disagree.
0: (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. You know?
1: No, but I think, yeah, it's true talent what the two guys did Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan. You know, I definitely Mm. never want to take away from that. It's just so different, you know? So maybe. It'd be interesting to go back and watch it again without your preconceived notions, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm
2: -hmm. then
1: see how much more we pick up, too. That's always kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Mm -hmm.
0: It's funny with Christopher Nolan and John, or uh, sorry, Hans Zimmer. uh, I was just so used to saying John Williams. um,
1: Yeah.
0: What people think of their movies, because I talked to, I think it was uh, two people last week that just didn't like Interstellar at all. And I was... I don't know. I was kind yeah. of blown away by that. I was like, "Jeez, really?" You didn't like it at all. And they're like, "No, nah, just the music's too loud and it just was too yeah. out there for me. I don't know, it just didn't make sense. I thought it was all over the place." And I was like, "All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just it's funny to me how uh how these movies are perceived to everybody, you know? Like everybody just has their own opinion. And this movie I guarantee there's gonna be people be people that I talk to about it that are just in love with it. Like best mm-hmm. movie I've ever seen. And I'm gonna be like mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. It's just funny how he kind of appeals to a lot of different types of audiences, I guess. I'm maybe I'm more in his his sci fi realm <laughs> of of interest. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think his movies are fairly divisive in nature, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, there's just, you either like them or you don't, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, he hasn't, he hasn't really had a miss for me, yeah. other than Dark Knight Rises, Every, everything that Christopher Nolan does is just fantastic in my it's opinion. It's always fantastic, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, all the Batmans are great, Inception's amazing, Interstellar Inception, is awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: The Prestige is so good too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so he he's got a lot of really good stuff. Um. All right. Anything? Anything else you guys want to hit on, or should we? Uh, anything else you left out there, uh, kiddies? Historically wise. Uh, oh. Uh. Uh. Mark Rylands is playing Halliday in Ready Player One. So. I saw that. Really. And Simon Pegg is playing Ogden Morrow. What? Yep.
1: Now I know who he is. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, nice. That's interesting. So yeah, the entire time I was watching Dunkirk, I was just going. See your holiday, huh? <laughs> All right. I and I, cool. I, I've come around. I've come around to him after, especially after that movie. I was like, yeah, he'll be great. I can picture him as like a kooky dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nerdy. You know that's that's one other thing that I didn't that we didn't bring up. We, we mentioned it, but Tom Hardy, you don't know what happened to him at the end of the movie. No. And that yeah. was very that was very Christopher Nolan style. Yeah. So I like that he still included something like that which he usually does yeah. in his movies.
1: Yeah, some a of those very, mysterious elements. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an
0: unfinished an unfinished story, you know. You just kind of get to imagine what happens from there.
1: I guess but. another nod in their favor. Um we had touched on the cinematography and the visuals, but I did from a historical point of view, I loved some of like the pan outs from the planes and it took on that total like 1940s like you know actual footage look yeah so it was really really cool like the documentaries i show my kids in color you know like some of that history yes. of we done it had that feel not the full film i don't think but some shots and it was like very purposeful so i appreciated like their intent on those
2: Mm-hmm.
1: actually that's something right.
0: that we that we didn't talk about um mm-hmm. is christopher nolan always has um he always wants to use practical effects because he's really he's really into you know filmmaking in the way that it should be made um and so he had actual spitfires that were like Mm -hmm. um, reconstructed and he flew them so a lot of those scenes were real like there were actual planes going over the the, you know the actors and stuff like that and explosions really going on
2: yeah
0: um so the reason that this movie is so impressive and looks so good is because stuff was actually happening like it really happened um so yeah yeah i think that a lot of the visuals are just i mean there's few movies that are better yeah
1: i think i'd say like you said i mean visually one of the best and for made for imax i mean if you're like an imax person go see this film yeah you won't be disappointed yeah there's
0: it's it's hard to have a better like movie theater experience if you just want to have your your mind blown Mm -hmm. for two hours absolutely yeah it was Um, it was it was the coolest looking movie i've ever seen especially just the aerial stuff was outrageous like you just touched on it was just yeah. never i've never seen anything never before have i seen that in my life <laughs> um, but yeah i i had never witnessed anything like that it was so cool i could i would put it on any day just to watch that again i know you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm.
1: right so. when we got home though i told dave i was like yeah this really beats pearl harbor dad was like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like, like yeah.
0: it's like a little better than Pearl Harbor. I don't know. I just wouldn't say it's that much If better, you could but. just throw Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett in there for a second, that's kind of all it was missing was just a yeah. little bit more Hartnett. Uh huh. You know, maybe that's actually where Ben Affleck's character went down—is fighting in Dunkirk if you think about it because he did go fight with like the british the british air force and that's why he didn't come oh, back
1: because no, pearl is in 1941 day no i know all right okay yeah been so been it's after? like
0: because he went before oh and he went and fought oh, with I've the british like, in the air, you're all oh, talking you the dates mixed up
1: me. oh yeah and so oh, then see, i don't watch that movie ever Al,
0: I watched it this last year. <laughs> well, I watched we it yesterday. So. Like I seen that <laughs> i actually watched it last year, and I I actually liked Pearl Harbor. Okay, I like their I saw music it. and yeah, that. The music's terrific.
1: Yeah, who does that? Movie? Do, See, that's
0: what I like. Oh yeah. Um, who yeah. is that?
1: Not Bob. It might be
0: Hans Zimmer <laughs> <that> one too. <laughs> the
1: heart attack. Okay, Hans, oh, yeah. go back to Probably that.
0: James Newton Howard. All right, James Hans. Horror
2: who made the music and for a,
0: who made the music for this movie was it hans gruber or <laughs> 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 <diehard> riff? yeah <laughs> uh yeah gosh so. trying to think of a great hans gruber quote to throw in there all i can think of is i don't know now i have a film score oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah but yeah awesome yeah all right cool well um let's let katie answer the standard question this time to start it off um do you think that this movie is better or worse than School of Rock?
1: <laughs> okay. Um, that's a tough one, guys. Oof. Is it just like a yes or no answer? Or is this like a really?
0: Well, I mean, it can be whatever you it want it to be. It can be whatever you want okay. it to be.
1: Um,
0: Sometimes it's the easiest question you've ever been say posed in no. your life. Sometimes it's know. the most dis- difficult thing you've ever answered.
1: Honestly, I don't know. I love Dunkirk and I'm so, you know, in love with that story and have so much um respect for the men that were there, but then and I like the film, I thought it was cool, but I think I'd rather just sit and watch School of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather sing along and kinda of crack up.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Isn't that just dumb? It's
0: it's so funny. <laughs> how we came up with this question because that question is so perfect. It's such a good grading scale. It's outrageous. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's true, because if a movie is worse than School of Rock, it's could still be pretty good.
1: Really good. (laughs) But if it's better than School of Rock,
0: it's a pretty freaking sweet movie. That's a pretty darn good movie. We're talking, yeah. What are you what are you gonna say, Dan? what do you think? Um It's so tough actually, but I'm having a really difficult time too. I think Katie's right. When it comes down to just if I was to just sit in my living room and turn on something to watch, like what would I want to watch more? It'd probably be School of Rock. (laughs) I I, I think i think so too. I think that I would prefer to watch School of Rock. Obviously Dunkirk is a better movie than School of Rock. Yeah. (laughs) And the
1: movie it was great. It was cool, but I'd rather sing along with the uh, Jack Black and watch him exactly. motivate some kids. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I mean, but think of it, like Saving Private Ryan better or worse than School of Rock? Uh, better, than way School better, of Rock. Yeah. in my opinion. So I guess that yeah. kind of that kind of is where I stand with Dunkirk. I think it's a great experience, but yeah. I don't like necessarily. I think
1: I'd... if it was going to be on Saving Private Ryan caliber it would just need that extra half hour and yeah, you know, like yeah if, you said, had, if you had
0: a lot more character development i think that it would be
1: it could be the best of all time because it's so cool and um so well done how they did it but yeah you and give I'd tom hardy
0: it. a machine gun and it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good movie <laughs> yeah. you know
1: i'd like to see more tom hardy Put i'd like in to charge. understand what he's saying
0: yeah exactly yeah, no it was it was I a little germany's like, reckoning exactly <laughs> What would happen if I took off that mask?
1: It would be very
0: painful. (laughs) Okay, Uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, great discussion, guys. I'm very glad that we got together to do this. Yeah, I'm happy Katie was here for it. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Katie.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Very, very fun. Um, But, Danny, you go ahead with the uh, the promos here, because you have them all. Um, promo, promo, promo. Uh, all right, so please uh, uh, follow us. We have a lot of uh, social network stuff we want you guys to uh, check us out on. So we post all these on SoundCloud, so you can check us out at Professor Jones. We are on Twitter at Professor underscore Jones. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Professor Podcast, um, and you can find us on Facebook at Professor Jones or Professor Podcast. So check us out. Um, Please share if you guys enjoy these things. Uh, other people might too, so please share it around. Also, big shout out to uh, to Michael Corson, Mike Scorbin, for uh, the amazing intros and outros that he has on these podcasts. And another huge shout out to Leanna Preston for the incredible artwork that she she does for these. They're all they've all been very very fun, and uh, I look at them. I look at them all day, almost. Like there's many days that I just sit here all day in my apartment and I just stare um, at one, just all day. I don't talk to anybody. I just stare. <laughs> so
2: that's uh, they. They are awesome. They are very. They are, very really awesome. Are. So
0: thank you, Leanna, and thank you, Michael, and uh, thanks to all of you for uh, for listening. So see you next time. Living our lives a quarter mile at a time. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.